seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Good day, or morning, or evening, wherever and whenever you're listening listening to The Hopeless Show. Welcome, I'm Rohit, and I'm here with the one, the only, the stupendous, the world <laughs> famous Aaron Wolf. Hey, buddy. Oh, man, that's the best introduction of all the shows we've done. That's the best introduction I've ever had, so I feel... I feel great because of that. It's been a long day, and I feel great now. So thank you for that. You're welcome. We are. We have a wild show today. Uh, we're we're tackling a topic that is, shall we say, interesting to a lot of people, and and we're gonna go deep with some weird shit. Uh, the topic, the theme today is free speech. Now, without getting into it yet, because we have time, I completely at a loss for what free speech is in our country anymore. I don't understand it. I think it's uh, it's very confusing, but I'll leave it at that. So our theme is free speech, uh, but we're, yeah, we're going to cover a bunch. I mean, we have, uh, we have a Real Housewives thing for those who love the Real Housewives. We've got, I'll tell you in a sec, a story about another reality show that I had an encounter with. And then um, we have a good debate. We've got a lot going on. So some sports stuff too for those who like sports. So, but uh, what's been going on? What what have you been up to uh, the last? I don't know, whatever days. Uh, besides having someone else crash my car, um, I would. That's say, fun, right? Oh, it's so so much fun now. But it's um, you know it was an accident. Things happen. Um, you know we love the person that was driving. You know it just happened to you know be an accident. Um, accidents happen. That's why we have insurance. Um, other than that, saw Blink-182 last week. That was amazing. Um, we were in the pit, and it was a fantastic show. And, you know, Mark and Tom, uh, not as much Travis, because Travis the entire time only said the word yo, and that was once. But Mark and Tom just kept there, like... He also has, like, a routine. new baby. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Like, during the concert, like, Courtney Kardashian held up a sign. They stopped the whole show, announcing she was pregnant, turned into a big meme. So we were, like, you know, pretty close to, like, that area. Um and so that was fun and it felt a little bit extra, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, why do you need to say it in front of the whole fucking world? Um, you can just tell like, oh, you know, when your wiener went inside of me and squirted <laughs> stuff, it worked. <laughs> like, that should have been the sign. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I guess you're announcing it in front of, I don't know, what, 40,000 people at a show? Um, yeah. So that was, that felt like a lot. Um which and, we're gonna have we have a bunch of reality stuff today. That's funny. yeah, yeah. So other than that, I'd say Aaron, things are going swimmingly. Uh, I've you know we've had uh, pretty much house guests for a while. We, we're going to continue having house guests through August, um, and everything is wonderful. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, eventful. I uh, I had a couple things this week that were I think worth noting for different reasons. One, I, I got to spend uh, time with the mayor of the new mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass, 
and uh, I didn't know much about her. I, uh, I mean, I knew a little bit about her. It's in the news, but I didn't know much about her. Didn't know what to think, and ended up coming away. I hung out with her for a bit, and I didn't. I came away with a m- amazingly positive uh, experience, and uh, and we're going to be talking more. But I, I uh, was pleasantly extra surprised at at uh, who it's how she came off. Very different than a lot of other politicians that I've uh, encountered in my life. Just uh, seemed real. Seemed yeah, real. I mean that. So you know, every now and then I'm re- reminded that behind the shell of a person that is a politician, sometimes there's a human under there. Not always. Sometimes, <laughs> and it's good to know that there's you found some humanity there. There's humanity and not just that open to criticism, which was interesting. Like okay. I, I like that, like very open, very excited about it. So I just, yeah, I, uh, I was really impressed and I, I had a, I, I'll hopefully have more updates and interesting stuff, but this was a uh, very interesting, very, uh, unique. And I, I knew the last mayor in LA too, uh, Garcetti. So it's just, it's interesting to, um, yeah, it's interesting when you really see who the person is. And then on the flip side, <laughs> um, I was at a place there at the uh, late in the evening where there was karaoke going on, and uh, sort of in the West Hollywood area. And I'm at the place, and it's a group of us sitting at a table, and the ladies at the table, I won't name names for posterity's sake because it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, the ladies at the table were all of a sudden like super excited. It's like they'd seen like, like, uh, I don't know, Tom Cruise or OJ Simpson. Okay. (laughs) Like, like that kind of excited. Both equally (laughs) thrilling. Both equally thrilling. And so we're, I'm like, and uh, my buddy too was, we're like, what, what? And they're like, do you know who's behind us? I'm like, dudes. And they're like, no, it's Scandaval, Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, and Jesus uh, Christ. with, uh, oh, my God, there he is. And I'm like, what? Who? And uh, to be fair, I've hung out accidentally just at places with a couple people from that show because it's a it's filmed in my area. Um, but I had no idea who this dude was. Zero idea. And then it got more exciting for them because then he was next up to like mm-hmm. sing uh-huh. karaoke and he was awful. Oh my God. Like what a, he like Ugh. thought he was good, but was really bad, but he really thought he was like a good showman. It was really painful. By the way, though, the, when Sandoval, if, if you're listening, by all means, please come on our show. We're big fans, <laughs> huge fans. Um, and apparently he's like the biggest e- like evil person in reality TV right now. And then when I heard about it, I looked up because I, th- I thought I've seen this name. And he's been on like page six and TMZ yeah. and stuff like every day for months because of the scandals he did on that show, cheating and some other stuff. And he's a douchebag. And... So then we watched him sing, and then he was there, and I was analyzing. And I was like, "Man, this I don't get it. Like this guy just seems like the m- biggest mega tool ever." But everyone there was just like 
we had just seen like the biggest deal ever, which apparently, because I put something on my Instagram, apparently he really is a big deal. Like people who know reality TV like are fascinated by this guy. But I, for one, and hey, free speech, right? Everyone's allowed to voice their yeah. opinion. Oh, sure. I don't, I don't get it. I only learned about this person about a month ago. And there was, it was when my brother and his girlfriend were coming to visit us and in LA and from New York. And we were going to go to like all these Vanderpump places. And then in the chat, there was something called hashtag Scandoval. And I was like, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, does this have to do with Pablo Sandoval? Um, the baseball player. Yeah. That's only Sandoval I know. And only Sandoval I care to know. And then I found out it's some bullshit about some reality guy cheating or something like that. That's it. And what was, and what was, I would say the crazy part was, it's just like, yes, it has taken over the internet and everybody hates this guy and he is a piece of shit. And it's like, one thing I just can never get into reality TV for the sense is like, who the fuck cares about any person that is not in your friend groups, relationships, and what they're going through. Like, I do not fucking care about any individual that doesn't care about my relationship and my life. There's, I can't emotionally invest or even put two seconds to think, oh boy, this person cheated on that person. Oh boy, this person's getting married. I was like, I literally, if you're not gonna be in my life, I, there's nothing I want to know personally about your life whatsoever at all in any situation in life, as long as it's like consenting and you're doing your own whatever thing. Or if you're uh, cool, great, or yeah, interesting. But like but like the fact that he, care. they kept saying that he, no, you don't understand. He's like the worst person ever. Like, so mass murderer? Like, what did he do? He cheated. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, like, that's a shitty thing to do. But yeah, he's like, and, and that's the whole thing is I've decided that I don't have anything invested in this, nor do I care, but I am now unabashedly a Sandoval supporter because <laughs> I, I, I want people that care about Scandoval to feel the pain I feel when I have to be sub- subject to their annoying takes about this fucking person that doesn't know them and doesn't care about them and is not a real fucking person outside of some fucking reality show. So I officially am claiming to be <laughs> Team, Sandoval. Team, yeah, Team Sandoval. Um, and uh, yeah, so I will support right, him. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that stance too. I am yes, also, excellent. even though I uh, like sort of interacted i guess and we were there and yeah. next to him like i guess i'm sandoval too i didn't like him i didn't he seemed really annoying and like a massive tool bag and like narcissistic even his singing it was like you're not good and you're pretending like you're you know like paul mccartney and mick jagger and like you're singing uh was it come on eileen i think he sang uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the girl he cheated with is named Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very funny Halloween, a very funny Halloween costume. Yes, that I, I came all to. over her. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I'm I'm Team Sandoval too because I just like the reactions. Oh yeah, like just so, just when I kept saying, "So what's the big deal?" Everyone got more heated uh, that I didn't understand how bad he was so okay well now i think aaron we can, can we can officially call the hopeless show an official tom sandoval uh fan podcast um, yes 
And what we should do based on when we have conversations like this and people, we're going to still feign ignorance and not know what it is, right? Because it only lasts for so long. And then what we have to do is pretend we've never heard of it. And when it's explained to us, we need to start defending Tom and we need to start saying, no, he's awesome. Um, and, or if people know we already know about it, we just need to be unabashedly big supporters and fans of him and put people through that agony. I'm going to tell him how great he was at karaoke. Tell yes. them like, look, yes. I mean, maybe, okay, maybe in his personal life, but in his professional karaoke life, the dude jammed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually heard that he's in a band. But he had to like hire people to assemble a cover band. Um, okay. So, oh wait, so yeah. people actually pay to go see him? No. All right. Yeah, they pay to go see him, but he pays the other band members. So, and if there is a Sandoval show in LA, we have to go. Yes, it is very important. Yes, because we are now. It's B- BTS and Tom Sandoval. BTS. We are stands. Uh, should we add that to our BTS segment that now we're it's yes. guess, it's guess the BTS and guess the Sandoval yes and so it's, so that means each week we'll have our choice we've got something or the other it's great <laughs> yeah oh man this is so good uh, so and free speech so anyone who says that we're wrong hey we're allowed to voice our opinion yeah I mean um, shit we'll have, we'll move on because we don't want to get stuck on this too much but we could do a whole show just about how. How we're the biggest stands of Sandoval. Yeah, we love him. Big, big fans. Uh, but let's move on to your topic. And, yes. Uh, and it's great. Now we, we will be covering much more about Sandoval in the coming days and weeks. And uh, Aaron, this topic is about grooming. And no, not the grooming that everybody's talking about. And no, LGBTQ people are not grooming your children. Okay. Um, this is about a different type of grooming. And this is the FBI. Uh, there was, um, there's a big expose, uh, that's come out about how the FBI groomed a 16 year old, a develop a development, developmentally challenged 16 year old to join ISIS. And then when he turned 18 or think he was joining ISIS, they arrested him. Now let's really quickly start with, um, his name is just to be an informant. Yeah. So here's what happened. So his name is Matteo Ventura. Um, he's a resident in a town called Wakefield. I don't know what city that's in or state that's in Massachusetts. Sorry. Um, so what happened for, is at 16, Tim, Tim Wakefield, it's Tim, Tim Wakefield. Yeah. Knuckleballer, you know, knuckleballer gave birth to a knucklehead. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, and a town. this, this child growing up, he was, uh, he's developmentally disabled, um, you know, put in like the remedial classes, uh, very, very much bullied and abused by his classmates. He was pretty much, you know, an outcast. And, um, so what happened was the FBI, I guess they saw that, oh, this is a young, uh, person that, you know, like many that are converted to be to actually joining ISIS. Uh, this is a person that is vulnerable going through a tough time in life. That's how ISIS recruits. They recruit the rejects. They recruit these people say, Hey, you can find glory you know, and take revenge on the people mm-hmm. um, that that uh, oppressed you. Anyway, so the FBI poses as an ISIS supporter. Um, and what they did over the, the course of two years is they solicited a number of $25 donations in forms of gift cards um, and told them not to tell anybody about their relationship with the family. Um, and convince, like, to say, hey, listen, we'll, we'll, you know, we'd love for you to travel to the Islamic State. Um, they helped them make up an, ex- you know, they said, 
And then the teenager, he balked. He's like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and when another opportunity to travel abroad, the FBI agent asked again and he said, um, he even booked a flight and the kid didn't go. Okay. <laughs> um, he went to the airport, but he didn't get down. He backed out. Right. Um, and there's still, that's more to be released about this case, but right now, pretty much the FBI really was trying so hard to catfish him for two years. And once he turned 18 years old, he was officially an adult and they arrested him for terrorism. Um, and wait, but not really. It's just, uh, so now he's, it's going to court. And well, what did he do? They used him. Yes. So the FBI, I don't get it. I, I actually don't understand what, because what, like I thought he was an informant. So how do you arrest an informant? So he wasn't an informant. They were trying to pretend to be ISIS to recruit him. He wasn't informing anybody. And he, quote unquote, got recruited or accepted his recruitment because he was giving them $25 gift cards. Despite him turning down flights um, that the FBI had set up. And the FBI, he didn't know he was talking to the FBI. He thought he was talking to ISIS. FBI was pretending to be ISIS. And they they targeted this one kid? Yes, and it's it's entrapment, um, and so the idea is that uh, he's arrested for terrorism, but he's a mentally unfit. So FBI said, "Hey, listen, we're trying to track people that are, that are vulnerable, and this guy's vulnerable. This guy looks like he joined ISIS. And honestly, if this was really ISIS, maybe a few more years, a few more few more years, he might have. But he never actually talked to ISIS. He only talked to the FBI, pretending to be ISIS, and he talked <laughs> to him underage. And then when he turned eighteen, because of the twenty five dollar gift cards that he had sent, FBI arrested him for attempted terrorism. All right, <clears throat> I have hope. Which seems very uncool. I have um, hope. I hate this story. I think it's really, really. Uh, I mean, I have a whole foundation. I am able foundation about not abusing people who have uh, disabilities and yeah, I think it's up. kind of a good human tendency to not do that. No. Um, but I, here's, here's my hope from this. Cause I think it is, it's a very bizarre story too. Um, what I, I like about it is it actually shows to me, uh, it proved what, what my foundation does what uh, what we are all about is lifting voices up who aren't heard, who people get branded as disabled. And this shows, this story shows that this 16-year-old is not, is not someone who has no skills or who isn't uh, capable of doing things. Yeah. Not only did he not go and join ISIS, right? Yes. The one who they thought would. Not only did he not, because he's a capable individual... But all he did was send $25 gift cards, which yes. I think is just a hilarious troll. In my opinion, I would give him a presidential medal of honor for you're being recruited by the FBI to join ISIS. You don't go to any of the ISIS things. You don't join ISIS. And instead, you give them $25 gift cards to Target. Like, yeah. that's awesome. What yeah. a troll. I would send a $25 gift card to ISIS with like, that doesn't work. I don't know. I think that's funny. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm I mean, a, like, obviously we hate ISIS. So I'm glad the FBI is cracking down and continuing to try to find, yeah. uh, find, find, you find, know, get more yeah. intel and stuff. And I think this kid also just lifted up the, uh, 
the community that's supposedly disabled and showed, no, he's not. He's the consummate troll who did nothing wrong. <laughs> yes, he did nothing wrong. And they said originally, originally they were investigating him because he made a comment in an online forum about him wanting to declare Hijra um, or even migrate to the, to the Islamic State. But that's a 16-year-old also talking shit. And if yeah. the most he did was send $25 gift cards, like, and that's members of that. What other store? Time. Do we know the stores? Uh, no, it, it did not release that. Oh yes. Yes. Actually. Um, he sent small amounts of cash to gift cards through most of gaming stores like steam, the PlayStation network and Google play. And it added up to a total <coughs> of $965. That uh, is hilarious. So yeah. not only, not only <laughs> it wasn't even targeted. It wasn't even useful. It was, Literally, so ISIS, instead of like bombing shit, they're going to play video games. What a brilliant deflection. This kid, this kid is a hero. This kid is, this kid is my mate. I, he should run for president. Yeah. And as I'm reading a little bit further about this, it looks like when he turned 18, the kid reached back out to the agent saying he was interested in traveling to the Islamic State again. The, the FBI agent declared him dying in an attack. Um, and the, wow. Okay. I wish I read the rest of this article, Aaron. Um, <laughs> it says that we come very prepared for this. Oh, show. Yes. It says at the FBI undercover operatives direction, Ventura took a video of himself and sent it over the chat telling the agent he had a beard. Now the agent praised the performance saying Ventura was strong and looked sick like lion. Um, <laughs> And so then, yeah, that's, so then he sent him another $25 Google Play certificate. Um, oh, wow. And actually, on April 10th this year, he succeeded in booking a Turkish Airlines flight to Egypt. But instead of boarding or even leaving, he called the FBI's op National Threat Operations Center and reported a tip stating in a rambling message that he wanted $10 million in duffel bags in exchange for information on future terrorist attacks. I know you thought I am retarded fool. But jokes on you. I will not admit I sent this or communicate until the cash is delivered. Okay, now this I get why they arrested this him. Is, this is <laughs> this guy is awesome. Oh my god, this is this is like a an episode of like Trailer Park Boys or something. Like you know, it's just like this guy is just he's a troll. Um, okay, well I legend. think we spent enough time with this, but but legend say, status, legend status. Yeah, I would say that I wish the FBI didn't honeypot him, but um, <laughs> this kid right. is obviously not all there. No, but he's great. Yeah. A big fan, big fan. Yeah, <laughs> big fan. What's his Instagram follow? Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's wrap, let's go through uh, the sports um, mm -hmm. and open sixty because I want to get to our debate. Yes, yes. Um, okay, I think you put something about Antonio Brown because did I put that or did it? Did you, you did? It? Oh, I did. Oh, okay. Um, I could, oh, I, I did. Care. Okay. I well, oh, that's right. So Antonio Brown, famous for I don't know a million things that got him arrested or kicked out of like the NFL. Um, he really has... the biggest thing. Remember the guy? If you don't know football well, um, he's the guy who took his shirt off and left the uh, the Bucks. He just like left in the middle of the game, took his shirt off, and walked off the field, which was very funny. Yeah, and that was his last NFL game and the last contact with the NFL. Since then, he actually gained a, a part ownership stake in an arena league football team called the Albany empire. And the Albany empire has now kicked him out of his ownership. Um, <laughs> and he was became the majority owner. Um, and Brown, he just didn't pay the money. And, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another legend. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah. So Antonio Brown continues his hilarity and I'm, I'm feeling hope. This is so far. All this, all today has done as we keep going is give me hope. So yes. thank you, Rowett. Yes. So it's just funny. Uh, the next one is big league advantage. Have you been following this Aaron? I have no idea. What okay. So big league advantage is a company that's founded in 2016 by a former minor league baseball player named Michael Schwimmer. And the business model simple. What they do is, Aaron, let's pretend you're a minor league athlete, right? And we see, all right, dude. Pretend. All right, fine. Yeah, you're a minor league baseball player. But let's say, listen, dude, this guy's got a good chance of getting called up. He's got a fucking hella good chance of getting a big contract. Um, and what we would do is actually say, hey, listen, Aaron, you know, you want a nice car. You want to buy your mom a house. You know, hey, even like to say the cost of living for minor league players is pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah. So what we'll do is we're going to give you cash. We're going to give you cash. And let's say like $350,000. It's your cash. You just fucking keep it. In exchange, we get 8% of your future earnings. Okay. So let's just say you never make the majors. You guys got $350,000 cash, right? I love right? it. Or 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 eight percent of future earnings. Let's just say, well, your next contract, even if it's a minor league contract. Oh, at, you know, a hundred thousand dollar year contract. You give them eight thousand dollars of that. You know, Wonderful. I right. love it. Um, they don't owe. They don't owe any money. It's it's eighty percent. However, Uh-oh. in two thousand seventeen, Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the best players in baseball, took this money in exchange for eight percent. Okay, he got seven figures in cash, so he got like somewhere in, in the low millions. However, he signed a $340 million deal with the San Diego Padres oh just four God. years later, okay. which means he this owes this company $27.2 million just from this particular contract. Um, and that money alone pays back the entire fund and the other 76 players that BLA invested in. They could lose all their money to those players. Just that one Tatis contract came through. So... The, the, the hopeless, and there's investors like Paul DePodesta from the Cleveland Browns, um, Marvin Bush, brother of George W. Bush, Stephen Dunkner from Goldman Sachs, um, a guy named Bill Miller from Lake Mason. Um, last year, seven major league all-stars had contracts with BLA or agreements with BLA, which means these guys are making money. Now, nothing's illegal about it. But one thing they're saying is they're targeting players from Latin American countries. Right, these young stars—they come over with nothing, making such little money, and all of a sudden, you throw three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollars at them. They're like, "Oh my god!" They're like, "I caramba, hell yeah, man!" So, um, Francisco Mejia, former catcher, he sued them, claimed they took advantage of his financial illiteracy. Um, at the time, they signed a ten percent of his future earnings deal, and he's, he's only twenty catcher, years think, old. Right? Um, and the case was dropped. Uh, he oh, and Mejia actually apologized to them. Um, and the lawyers of BLA saying this is not predatory. Um, and they say because 70, 80% of the players they invest in will never be able to pay them back. Um, so Aaron, my hopelessness is, does this feel predatory? Because the average minor league, make, minor league makes $30,000 a year. Are they preying on people that are really in the low income bracket that are playing baseball for their lives and can't really make a living? No, um, I, I actually don't. I don't I don't think so. It's not like they're taking 50%. I think this is a good, overall a good deal. Um, and for those other 70 people. So there are always outliers. I think there's one thing that stands out with this. What's that? Fernando Tatis Jr. So for those who don't know or just know who he is, his dad was a big major leaguer, like mm-hmm. played for like 10 or 15 years. And Fernando Tatis Jr. grew up rich. <laughs> yeah. He, he grew okay. up rich. And yeah. he grew up in, uh, 
America mostly. Yeah. I think he grew up in like St. Louis. So like uh I I feel nothing for him. Like why are you taking a deal, dude, when you're a Nepo baby? Yeah, that okay, honestly, yes. I I feel bad for the Latin American players that they might take advantage of like in the future that don't come from rich homes. But I do hope that this is a sense of message like like get get an accountant. Get somebody that that will have your back before you take these kinds of deals. And um, yeah, because it's I feel I do feel it's you know it's tough for these players. It's I mean you're right. It's not illegal, but I don't know because it's legal doesn't mean it's ethical. I don't even know. I mean, if I okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in fil- in film context. Then we'll move on to Hope in sixty. If when I was just graduated uh, the NYU film and acting school, right? If I just mm-hmm. had graduated, yep. And I, for a bit before I got my first gig, was a waiter. So while I'm a waiter and, you know, I have films and festivals and I've won some awards, but I'm making no money in film. And someone like this, like the uh, big film advantage, let's call it, the BFA. Yep. uh, Which is actually, that's funny because that's the degree I got. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So if if they said, Aaron, we're going to give you $350,000 right now. And you're going to, uh, and we're going to get ten percent of all your future film earnings. I would never be mad at that deal, ever. Okay. Ever. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a risk, but just yeah, be careful. And um, but on the contra- on the flip, if my dad was Steven Spielberg, and I took that deal, I'm a moron. And that's Fernando Tatis Jr., who like, yeah. like, like, come on, man, like you're so stupid. Yeah, this is this. I mean, that's actually great. The, the, the hope is this: it's a cautionary tale for someone that can afford it. Yeah, like just so people know, and then we'll, we will move on. His dad in like the '90s made seventeen million dollars in his career. So this this you know, which is worth whatever amount more now. Like this this guy had money anyway. It's yeah. so anyway, what yes. an idiot. I think that's so, fair. I think that's so, fair. So now let's go to Hope in 60s. Yes, Hope we, in 60s. Two one. quick Hope in 60s, then we'll have our debate, and then we will wrap up our show after a couple things. All right, Aaron, really quick, I'm going to start the timer for our favorite segment, Hope in 60. All right. And Aaron, this first one, I'll kick it off. So Amazon, Alexa, um, after a complaint from a driver um, saying he heard a racial slur through their ring doorbell, um, the driver reported it, and Amazon shut down um, an entire user, uh, entire uh, person's um, his Amazon account and all his smart home. They locked him out of his smart home and locked him out of his Amazon account. Um, <laughs> now, Aaron, uh, how do you feel? Because I got some additional information once I get your gut reaction. Um, I think it's funny. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I like the when like people get locked out of their homes. I think that's funny in general. I've been locked out. I was locked out almost naked once. Um, another story, but I think that, uh, Amazon is, it's just stupid and funny that they did this. Okay. And my hope is because there's always hope. My hope is that, uh, uh, more people get locked out for far less things than well, uh, racism. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't locked out. I also, the funny part is Aaron, I know if people might feel justified that he was like, Hey, he's racist. So let's like block him from all his accounts. However, he wasn't home at the time. <laughs> and he's also black. <laughs> so this is completely bullshit. This is, well, this is uh, this goes to our topic of free speech. <coughs> um, 
So now there's judgment of free speech that didn't even, you don't even know the context of the free speech. Yeah, so so Amazon acted before they even knew all the facts. And, and so they pretty much closed them out of shopping. They closed them out of security. They closed them out of all this stuff, which is really shitty. All right, but anyway, you're up, Aaron. All right, so um, my uh, mine is Elon Musk, uh, your former hero, um, I'm not sure how much he is still, vowed to suspend Twitter users for harassments over slurs like cisgender and cis, and uh, basically trans words uh, that, that, that they use because he's anti that. And I, Mr. Free Speech, who's like, I'm gonna let this be a free platform, further, further has shown that it's he is such bullshit and has no concept of free speech unless it's free speech he likes. Give me hope. Yeah, I mean, he's doing exactly what the left was doing when they controlled Twitter to what the right is doing now that he controls Twitter. Like, he's not making it better. He's just he's just switching sides. And I think the whole point that he's promised was that it's a free-for-all. You don't do that by banning more words. You do that by unbanning words. And so there's so no hope in this. Trying to declare to a, a slur, but I think the hope is this. We now have another funny slur to call people. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm like, yo, what's up, my sis? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but is it even a, it's, but it's not. That's no, the, but now it is. So we now have something that we can like just say. And All right. All right. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, thank you. Well, that, this this leads us perfectly into our debate before I have a quick topic too, and we'll end the show. Um, the debate is uh, Adam Schiff, Congressman Schiff, my congressman. I, I don't know if he's yours. He's mine. Um, is, Technically, uh, he's mine. <laughs> so I've met the guy. I like the guy. He uh, was... The Republicans are all about like saying whatever the hell you want in Congress. And we have like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying Jews have space lasers. And uh, Adam Schiff, they censored him. And and we have Donald Trump, who's like just been the the captain of telling the dumbest lies ever. Um, and they censored Adam Schiff. And I thought this was a country of free speech not a country of censorship. And it further shows to me that this right-wing bullshit of how they were like the free speech party all of a sudden has zero interest in free speech unless it's the speech they like. Weren't you in favor of when they censored Lauren Boebert? I don't even remember. I don't know. Yeah, that was like a few months ago. She was censored. I don't remember that. Really... I don't... Oh, sorry, MTG. Sorry, MTG. One of those two dumbasses. Um... One of them got censored. I think we talked about it on the show um, because she was literally saying like lies and inflammatory stuff. Now, I don't know if I've said I was in favor of it. I don't like her, so I don't want to hear her. But I don't believe in censorship and censor with a U, right? Like censored means formally you have been identified as someone that um, is a problem. It's almost like being put on... I guess not probation. It's like you're put on watch. Yes. Um, Now, how do you feel about a congressman lying under oath multiple times? I think think many do. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? 
I just think it's part of the norm. I think they all in in even in uh I mean, like Donald Trump made an oath and he lied about it. Like he like literally the president of the United States. Yes, well lied. there's 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 campaign problems. Here's one of the reasons I hate politicians. No, no, he lied he under oath. He said he would adhere to the Constitution and he would adhere to elections, you know, all the stuff that the Constitution says. And he blatantly broke that. So uh, I, I don't uh, know where he broke the Constitution, but I'm not defending that piece of shit, right? No, no, he clown, broke. Yeah. When you say you're going to uphold the Constitution, it's free and fair elections. And uh, and you're going to uh, adhere to whatever an election is. That's part of becoming president. That's different than lying under oath in front of a committee. For example, when he said that he had evidence that he never could produce, that he said, uh, you know, in terms of Trump's involvement in Russia, not, not one thing that he actually said was ever produced and that was found he was lying. When he, okay, how do you feel also about, we, are, we just know Donald Trump is under uh, investigation, we've talked about this, for having classified documents, right, in his... Uh, bathroom. Yeah, he's lying that, about it constantly. Right. And so you feel, right, he should be going to jail for that stuff, right? Like uh, Donald I'm, Trump? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say if proven guilty, right now he's accused. Yes, yes, if, yes. If proven guilty, he should go to prison for that, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like our, it's really um, our, num- I mean, it's very bad what he did if this is, uh, if he's guilty yeah, of it. absolutely. Now, how do you feel about former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff being leaking, and this is from leaking so much information that his, a former CIA director was forced to limit how much information he gave to Schiff and his staff. Multiple people on the House Intelligence Committee were, before I filed formal complaints about how much information, classified information, Adam Schiff kept leaking. So much so, he had to get kicked off of the committee. So much so, he lied about the information and was found out that he did leak that information later. How do you feel about that? Is that not grounds for censorship? No. What? Wait, wait. So you would rather, okay, you would rather send a former president for storing, illegally storing classified documents. You would say, okay, cool. Put, send, him, send him out, go to jail. But now this guy knowingly, actively leaks highly classified foreign intelligence agents information. He leaks that, but that's totally okay. Totally fine. I don't know if it's okay or not. I know that people but, leak, but, that uh, that politicians leak stuff constantly to the point where they had to, because of Trump's uh, case, they had to say nobody can leak this classified information because ev- all the every politician leaks stuff all the time. And it's a it's a common thing that you okay. Hear so about. because other people leak, it's okay. Okay, fine. I just Joe I Biden. Don't... Joe Biden has so many documents that were that were lying around, and that did you not remember that? In like thirteen yeah, locations. To- last I don't year. want to get into that because it's but a totally I'm saying, different I'm thing, and you know that. Why you can't know, we be consistent? I am consistent. You know no, that not. what Joe Biden and Mike Pence and George Bush did with documents was totally different than what Trump did, knowingly after they asked for them back. He hid them, knew about it, talked to people about them, showed people, and lied about it. Everyone well, how else. About in the trial, the FBI actually didn't go through the proper channels. And again, I hate sounding like I'm defending that ass clown, Donald Trump, but they were show, they didn't go through the proper trials of actually requesting the documents. They did a raid with no, they did. To a request. That's not true. They requested them and then did the raid because they requested them. They knew they were there. He only returned some. That's a fact, dude. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to see what comes out, but I would just, I just don't know how you can not stay consistent. You're, you're totally okay. So, so what, 
what would it take to censor a politician if they've lied under oath, leaked classified information over and over? And then also another thing is Adam Schiff, there was letters that when Elon Musk was doing the whole Twitter files, literally from Adam Schiff's, Adam Schiff's office saying, we need you to take this journalist and these journalists accounts offline. We need you because they are not going along with that information that we like. How do you feel about them abusing their office to silence journalists? Is that okay? Is that so? Are, so I know I don't believe a great in censorship. I don't believe in censorship of anyone. Like I don't. I don't think that. Okay, so, that but, but a you're okay with Adam's office asking them to to censor reporters and take them off Twitter. Unfortunately, Twitter report even this is pre Elon said no. We don't do that. According to what? So, what report? Was, like, I don't know what the, is this okay, on Reddit so, or is this like real? No, this is this this is literally Elon Musk has issued. He leaked all the emails that before him with the government censorship. And one wait, Elon Musk emails, leaked emails. This these and these have these have been confirmed by Twitter. And this Adam Schiff's wait, these have been confirmed, confirmed by Twitter. And Adam, okay, Schiff's I'm just office, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get our sources correct here. So Elon Musk leaked them and they're confirmed by Twitter. Okay. They're confirmed also by Adam Schiff's party as requests. Okay. They had requested the censorship of journalists, Greg Rubini, Paul Sperry. Okay. For misinformation. Okay. Uh, they can request what they want. I'm, I'm not yes. for Okay. So you, but you're okay with an office. That formally request to silence and censor journalists. I'm journalists. okay with anyone requesting whatever they want. I'm not okay with, I don't think it should happen. But I think that and the, anyone's the, allowed the to request the it. The government but, should never request that. That is unconstitutional. But they do it all the time. I'm saying this is such an okay. outlier thing. This is a revenge. This is revenge porn for that party. Okay, and, so okay, so and your when mind, they do okay, the exact mind, same thing. In your mind, the, the, the our Congress that you met once, okay, is a good guy, despite the fact he constantly leaks highly intel high, as high as, a wise, as as head of the intelligence committee that was then kicked off the committee for as that. As a wise Two, man has asked journalists to be silenced. As a Three, wise Okay, as, lied under oath about evidence he never had. But as he's a totally wise cool. man, Rohit once said, They all do this stuff. I hate everyone. I don't okay. personally hate all of them, but they all do it. Singling out one guy who did it because he was the guy who was appointed. Remember, he didn't start it. He was appointed for the committee. He did not start the committee. He was appointed. And for lied what, under oath about evidence that he had. He says, I have had my eyes on it. He never did. I've had my eyes and on that, it. I've had my eyes on I've seen it. And this is during elections. This is swinging elections. Right, because all the politicians don't do this, dude. The even the Hillary thing, which she did, the like you know, like the okay, email so th server was a problem. So then, they leaked then why, it. Then why they go after Donald Trump right if all the other politicians do it? Who cares? Why go after anybody if politicians are just doing it? Because what he so did don't is, go after politicians. What he did after office is an extraordinary thing that nobody's ever done. Nobody has ever withheld if they happen to end up with classified documents. Nobody has ever withheld it. They've withheld it, and why do you think Biden had it in 14 locations? They all just, oh, I just remembered I have 14 locations. Oh, my God. I'm not getting into that. But you know this what? This is well, the debate, Aaron. So what I'm saying is- I'm not getting into- you, you have two different sets of rules. No, I, I don't. I didn't, politician. I don't care where they are. I want them all punished for all their transgressions. I don't I don't have, say, hey, these are guys I'm cooler with. I'm okay with it. It just happens. They'll do it. These I just guys told less you, cooler with. I, just told you, I don't under. think whoever you said should be censored, whatever the woman is. 
I forget which but one of them. But like I said, I don't think they should be censored. I think that it should be exposed and people can decide who they are. But I don't think that there should be a censorship all of a sudden. The only person who was censored of in forever is someone is uh, I forget who who uh, put up pictures of like like uh, on his uh, account of of Biden being killed and like kind of asking for that to happen. And that I think is overline. You should not be telling uh, your constituents that the president should be killed. That's bad. Um, but beyond that, like it never happens. It just happened here as a partisan thing. It never happens. Okay, so it's partisan here. Partisan revenge. Who's one of the single most corrupt members of Congress. And, but hey, all right, fine. If this, if if the debate is that, listen, all all politicians are corrupt, so let's not go after them. I'm saying all politicians are corrupt, so let's go after them. I think he, along with most of the Republican, and I don't party, even think they're all corrupt. I think they all play the game, but they all should be in prison. Okay, so we'll ask our audience for this debate, which got heated, which we wanted. I I, yes. I came up with the topic for a reason. I and like, I did. Text- I, I want. I you know people are I people. I'm against like incarceration like just just to incarcerate and i do think we need to stop incarcerating young black men in this country for stupid drug offenses i think we need to open up super max private prisons and put all these politicians in there uh because this might all, hurt our chance they're all having the mayor on our show i'm sorry about that well sorry karen you know you're a very nice person and but the rest of the republican and democrat party that's running this country at a federal level and those levels are not so well, this was a good yeah. debate. That was the goal yeah. of it. When this came out, and just so the audience knows, when this came out, I immediately texted Rohit, here's our debate. And I yeah. hope you grinned too. Like, yes. we, we knew this would get get to this. So what, what we really want with this is uh, is your opinion. So please yes. submit what you think yeah. about this debate. Um, yes. who, who won so, the debate? So sh- who won the debate? And your opinion on the debate. Either yeah. one we would love. Show me a politician that's not a dirtbag that shouldn't be in prison, and I'll show you a rainbow magical bridge I can sell you for a dollar. So, <laughs> All right, deal. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, Aaron, I know we've 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 got a bit of a short show today, um, and there's some there's some topics we can save for next time. But is there? Um, I know oh, you have your. Uh, let's see. How, how'd you want to do this? Um, why don't we? You know, because of of time. Why don't we go to uh, Hope Fulfilled, and uh, and then we'll um, and then we'll come back next week. We have oh yeah. man, I have something. Big uh, full show. I have I have something that it just we ran out of time. I, I have something that uh, will be that is part of free speech and part of uh, oh I can't wait for next week. So just yes, hold right, tight. Yeah. And but I think yes. you have a Hope Fulfilled. I, I guess want to end really this good Hope some, Fulfilled with yes, some I, hope. I, we're going to feel good about this, Aaron. All right. And Aaron, how do you and I, I'm a brown guy. You're a Jewish guy. How do we feel about white supremacists on this podcast? Um, love them. No, no, I do not like them. I'm no, not we, a fan. Yeah. Yes, we are unequivocally not fans of that, of that whole genre. Okay? No. And I think, um, I think all of them deserve one place and I'll leave it at yeah. that. And, but here's something really interesting. White supremacist, um, he, uh, he was ready to go on a murdering spree. His name is Brendan something. Um, he was a leader of a white nationalist movement. Okay? He was ready to get fucking violent. We know this is a legitimate problem in the United States. Okay? He was ready to get violent. He talked to his doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she prescribed him to go out into the world and just try and experiment because there's something he needs to get out. 
He took MDMA in a medical trial. Which is uh, Molly or ecstasy for the uh, mm-hmm. for people who just know it by that name. After enough of this experiment with MDMA, he came back, completely denounced white, his white supremacy. It opened his mind and he is now speaking out against it. And he has dedicated his life now to eradicating white supremacy and trying to convert other people that are so filled with hatred to kind of just chill out. So, <laughs> um, oh, this and, gives me so much. This is right. This is what we need. These stories are the stories that should be elevated to the top of the news cycle every day. This is a beautiful story right. about someone doing drugs and changing themselves. And I, uh, I recommend that everyone does drugs. Who is? <laughs> But you know, honestly, no, who, wait, stop. you didn't let me finish. Who is a yeah. white supremacist? Please yes. do drugs because yes. if we need something to help you. So do yes. it. So you can stop hating people like Aaron and me. Just try some Molly. Well, and, and well, let, me, let me let me speak to all our white supremacist listeners. Yes. To all our white supremacist listeners. All are, five million of you. All five million of you who are big fans of, of us uh, uh, or want us killed. Um, have some, try, try some Molly, try some MDMA first, and then think about if you really want us killed, because yeah. maybe it'll change your mind. And you know, and as we're in, I love that Aaron. And as we're in this era of actually really understanding psychedelics from a medical perspective, I think it's so fascinating. And I think it's so hopeful. And this is honestly, I know it sounds very silly, but I think we both feel this is one of the most hopeless, hopeful, like uh, sort of hopeful filled topics we've had in a, in, in a minute. And so Big shout out to MDMA and to Brendan for changing his point of view and, and opening his mind. And we'd love to have you on the show, Brendan. Wouldn't that be actually that's a really awesome idea? Yeah, let's try to yeah, get it. Yeah, that's great. Um, um, so cool. thanks for listening, everyone. We will come back with some of these topics uh, next week. And uh, as always, hope is dope. Thanks for listening and uh, and keep spreading the love. When the world seems golden bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Ryan.